Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is another interview in the Getting Real with Women in the Middle series. I love finding amazing women to interview and introduce you to. This week, I didn't have to look that far because my guest today is one of my sisters. I'm the oldest, so I have literally known her for her whole life. (laughs) And I know she has a compelling story to share about divorce. In fact, today we're talking about what it's like to experience an unexpected divorce. Several listeners have asked me about taking more of a look at divorce because it can be such a huge and common transition in midlife. This is why I'm excited for you to meet my sister, Lynn. As you know, one thing my podcast guests all have in common is that they're super cool women who have made a big, scary change in their lives and are now on the other side of it so much so that they can reflect and share some amazing advice. Lynn went from what she thought was a stable, happy, long-term marriage to responding to being blindsided by an unexpected divorce related to Facebook. As you can imagine, there was a lot to deal with. It turns out that today, according to Divorce Magazine in an article from June 2018, about 30% of divorces, maybe even a little bit more, are related to Facebook in one way or another. What's so interesting about Lynn's story, though, is what she learned about herself during this transition. As it turns out, she is way stronger than she thought. (laughs) She ended up moving several states away and was able to purchase another home and basically start over. So yes, it was an exceptionally challenging phase of her life, but now that she's on the other side of it, she's much happier and has an interesting perspective and helpful advice to anyone else who's experiencing an unexpected divorce. Please enjoy the interview. Hey, Lynn, welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast. It's so fun to have you here. Hi, Susie. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, my sister on the podcast with me. Don't we sound alike? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) I know we totally have the same laugh. Everybody tells us that. Well, I'm super excited to have you here because you have a very compelling story about what it's like to be surprised with an unexpected divorce. So basically, your situation in the nutshell was that you were blindsided by a Facebook fling, which led to a giant change in your life. Can you tell us a little bit about what was going on in your 40s that led up to that big change? Well, we were married for 23 years and everything was going great as far as I could tell. We were making more money and we were going on great vacations and living a nice life after a lot of years of things being tight. And then we were also planning on 
moving to Florida to live in better climate due to some medical issues he was having and already went to Florida and looked at homes and neighborhoods. So you were ready to put your house on the market? Yes, we were almost ready to put the house on the market. We were getting it ready, putting a ton of things in storage and staging it. And he told me that he reconnected with a girlfriend from 28 years prior on Facebook. I remember when that happened. And, you know, at first you don't want to think anything of it because so many of us have connected with friends from our past. But I guess for some reason you felt it was a little different. But let me just back up for one sec. I just want to also comment on what your life was like at that time. I mean, you don't have kids. You have two dogs at the time. You had two dogs who were your kids. And you were, it was such an exciting time thinking about leaving Pennsylvania, which is where you grew up, where we all grew up, and moving. It was a big move to go to Florida, and you guys were very excited about it. It would have been like a pre-retirement move. You weren't 50 yet, and it was a very exciting time. So now getting back to this Facebook fling, so he just casually announces that he reconnected with somebody from 28 years ago. And I know that's happened to so many of us. And like I said, for most of us, it's no big deal. But you had a little bit of a different feeling about it. What happened? Well, in the beginning, I didn't think anything of it because we've all connected with old friends or boyfriends, girlfriends. But it took about four months and he was very, very acting strange. So what did you notice? You said he started to act a little strange with the phone? Yeah, he was real secretive with his phone, like it was surgically attached to his body. And we had shared a desktop computer, and I had full access to his Facebook page. So when he was done using the computer one day, I just decided to go in and open up his side and look at his chats. And I found the chat between him and her, and I was shocked. Yeah, it was so shocking because, you know, like you said, your your marriage was, <laughs> it seemed fine. Like it had never even occurred to you that that you weren't going to share a future together. You were actively making plans for retirement. So your eyes must have just bugged out when you saw that chat. I was actually in shock and mortified, hurt, upset, every feeling you can imagine. So I didn't know what to do. And I went into the room where he was in and approached him. Oh, my God. I can vaguely remember this part of it. It's so funny because I've known you, you know, my whole life. Actually, your whole life, not my whole (laughs) life because I'm older (laughs) just by two and a half years. I remember so many parts of the story so clearly, but I don't remember this part of the story. So you approached him, and what did you say? I referred to the chat where he said he had to go back to his own slice of hell to me. So I said to him, I didn't realize you were so unhappy. Why are you so unhappy? Yikes. And he hit me with like three or four answers in a row, like rapid fire. I don't love you anymore. I love her. 
I'm not happy. I want a divorce. Oh my gosh. So that's a lot. That's a lot in a couple of minutes. Yes, it was. <laughs> How could I not remember these details? Oh my God. <laughs> we can laugh about it now, but it was, uh, it was brutal. So how many years ago was this part of the story? That was April of 2014. Okay. April of 2014. And you weren't quite 50 yet, correct? Correct. All right. So the shit basically hit the fan. And then what happened? So for the next three weeks, he would leave the master bedroom and stay in the spare bedroom and say that he was leaving me and then come back to the master bedroom, say he was sorry and want to go to therapy. And it went up and down like this for three weeks. Three weeks of hell. Lots of confusion, lots of stress, lots of unknown. Okay. So now we'll just basically go yada, yada, yada. And we're getting to the point now where there was a big, bold move, and he actually packed up the truck and left. So what um, was it like waiting for that moment? Because he told you what day he'd be leaving. He told me on a Tuesday that he was leaving on Saturday. And he rented a truck and packed it up within those four days and left for Florida to be with this woman. And that was it. Wow. So from start to finish, so first you, you had a, a little bit of a hint that things were um, not quite right when you noticed the weird behavior with the phone. And then um, how much time went between the weird behavior with the phone and him actually driving away? The three weeks. That's it. Three weeks, 23 years of marriage, done done. It's really amazing. It's really amazing. So how would you describe uh, what kinds of things you were thinking at that moment? What was going through your mind? It's just you now and two amazing dogs in the house that you've lived in uh, for your whole marriage, pretty much, um, in his hometown where he grew up, where he went to high school, all of that. Yeah, I moved to this town because of him, about 45 minutes to an hour from my family. And so I didn't really have a lot of established friends there. I had some work friends, but I didn't really have a lot of close connection to this town. And so I was just trying to figure out, you know, do I want to stay here? Can I afford to stay in this house with my income only? So I really had to think things through. And I did have two two dogs, but also a cat, I think you forgot about. Oh, I did. I'm so, sorry. Um, yeah. So, you know, with my income, could I afford to live in this house and afford the animals? And so I had some thinking to do. Yeah. It was a very, very stressful time. And you did have a lot of thinking to do because you didn't have two teeny tiny dogs. You had two medium-sized dogs. You had an aging cat. Now, the one thing is that you did have a job that, uh, where you were home-based, so you worked at home, and knowing that you had a job that was flexible and portable was really a godsend for this amount of turmoil in your life. Yeah, it really helped uh, knowing that I could go anywhere I wanted because I have this job. I've been with the company 18 years, and so I 
didn't know what I was going to do and where I was going to go, but I knew that wherever I went, I would still have a job. That's amazing. And the other thing I remember about this phase, I was so impressed that you knew so much about your financial situation. Like you had all the passwords, you managed all, you managed everything. So like that kind of transition into going from a married couple um, to being a single person in a house with all those responsibilities, at least you knew your way around the block in that world. So had you always been taking care of the finances and the bills and all of that? Yes. For the majority of the marriage, I did take care of all the finances. Um, so I had access to everything. And so when it became time of me being alone, I knew that I had to cut back, obviously, in some of the things. So I cut back everywhere I could financially to, to make it that I could afford to live there with the mortgage and all the bills. And that made it a little easier. Plus, had some money in the bank, which was helpful. Right. And then slowly but surely, you realized that while you could do it, it was a little too tight for comfort. Yeah. So I wanted to move out of the house because it was a constant reminder for sure. Absolutely. I even, yeah. I even looked to move back home, you know, to where mom and the sisters live, but I just couldn't find anything in my budget. Right. So um, Lynn lived about, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes away on the highway from where we grew up, uh, our family home, the high school we went to, and where some of your friends still lived and um, our other sisters still live in that vicinity. But yeah, it was impossible. The housing prices were just um, completely out of reach. And then um, something happened that was really interesting. One of our cousins had an idea. Yeah, I have a cousin. We have a cousin in Rhode Island. And out of the blue, she suggested that maybe I should move there for something different. And I thought about it. And it sounded really interesting. It's funny because at first the idea seemed kind of crazy because <laughs> it, it was kind of far away. How many hours drive is it from where Five. you live? It's a five-hour drive, several states over. And so um, you just sat with it for a while. We talked about it a lot. But what was so cool was that, you know, whenever you're stuck and overwhelmed, sometimes it takes an idea that's a little bit out in left field to shake things up and to help you think about what's actually possible and to get your mind going again about different options and different possibilities. So eventually it went from like a crazy idea to it's kind of possible. What was going through your mind? Yeah, I um, had been in PA almost my entire life. So I did need a huge change for sure. Um, so I came to Rhode Island and I looked around and Rhode Island's beautiful. <laughs> There's water everywhere definitely not like Pennsylvania. <laughs> and um, it became more of a, this is a doable idea. Yeah, it was, then it kind of became exciting. So there still wasn't a huge amount of time between the, the pain of the divorce. Like there were some very hard times for you emotionally. I remember that very clearly. Uh, one of the other things that became a way for you to have some unexpected pleasure and joy in your life, though, was something that really surprised you. It was when you started writing a blog. <laughs> yes, you sort of put the idea in my head, and I know I was resistant in the beginning, but 
so resistant. <laughs> but I, I decided that, yeah, it was a good outlet to get all that crap out of my head. <clears throat> so I um, started writing. And first I started writing about exactly what was happening to me or what had happened and what was happening, the process of the divorce. And, and let the- me just say something about the process. So in Lynn's situation, it wasn't like there was a a very friendly discussion about how to part ways. Like once that truck pulled out of the driveway, there wasn't another word spoken between the two of you. No, not at all. It was all through lawyers. And um, so a lot of, you know, he wants this and me saying no. <laughs> <laughs> but we we did split everything 50-50 and I got the house. He got his... 401k retirement. Um, so it did really work out evenly. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and at least that was an easy way to just move forward. That split was pretty easy. Okay, so you go to Rhode Island. You've been writing about everything and finding unexpected joy from all kinds of women contacting you and, and thanking you for sharing your story and, and connecting in that way. Uh, And then you decided that Rhode Island was actually quite appealing. And I remember when you first started to look at real estate, not only was it appealing because it's so pretty, but it was affordable. Yeah, there was a lot of houses here in my budget. Um, I had enough to buy a house. I didn't have anything to fix up a house. There was a lot of fixer-uppers I had to go through to find something that was turnkey. But I finally found something turnkey. It was actually adorable. And I found an amazing agent who was just a doll and has now become a very good friend. She's very patient. I had to come here. It took me five or six months coming here once a month for long weekends, staying in hotels and with my cousin while I was looking. And um, it was an interesting process for sure. But I finally found the cutest little house And the market was really tough also during the process. But I found this house that went on the market on a Wednesday, and I was the first person to see it on a Thursday and made an offer right away because it was perfect. And it's two blocks from the beach. I mean, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to just back up for a second because one of the other things that you did that was something you never expected that you'd do is that you managed driving from Pennsylvania to Rhode Island by yourself. Now, let's go back a few decades. You were (laughs) afraid to drive for a very long time. So you got your driver's license late and then you were okay with local driving. You were one of the early bird adopters of the GPS technology and purchased your first GPS when it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. (laughs) but it gave you freedom, but you were still fearful of driving a long drive on your own. Yeah, I'd never gone on any long drive myself. I've always had someone in the car with me, the ex. So it was the first time to ever drive beyond really two hours by myself. And so it was a five hour ride and I I just turned on that GPS and I was okay. I did it multiple times. <laughs> so now I'm really good at it. <laughs> you got good at it. You had to go around New York City and all those bridges, all of it. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, one time I accidentally went off across the George Washington Bridge and that was scary. So now I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. So, I mean, really, we were all watching you do this and it was like one hurdle at a time built, helped to build your self-confidence. So you started by having a thought that you just couldn't stop saying. Do you mind if we share that thought? I kept saying that I can't believe I have to do this by myself. Oh my God, that was the thought. I can't believe I have to do this by myself. And you know, it's one of those thoughts. Now, you know, well, when Lynn started this whole thing, I was, I don't even think I was a life coach yet, but, but then my skills got quite good. <laughs> so <laughs> a couple years in, I was very useful when it came to helping you sort it out. And what we saw was that that thought, it looks like one of those thoughts that you're just sharing what's going on. Yeah, I just can't believe I, I have to do this myself. But when you dig a little bit and you notice that it's not a useful thought at all. So when you think that thought, I, I can't believe I have to do this on my own. Do you remember how it made you feel? Scared that I had to, you know, sell a house all by myself and buy a house all by myself. Could I afford it? Could I handle it? Could I do everything? But I did. Exactly. So thinking that thought wasn't useful at all. And you were racking up all kinds of evidence that you, you could do things on your own. You could hire a lawyer. You could deal with a real estate agent. You could make a big giant decision about uh, purchasing a property. You made all these decisions and and you ended up with the most adorable house, walkable from the beach, a place that you could afford in a town where you actually had family. And uh, I just want to point out a little bit about where you live. Um, our mother was born in Rhode Island, and we have a cousin and uh, an uncle who live in Rhode Island. And what's super cool is when we look at photos from when we were small, they're labeled at places that you now go for fun, like Narragansett Beach. Yeah. And also I learned from our uncle that our grandparents lived here in Rhode Island and vacationed on the actual neighborhood that I now live in. It's unbelievable. So none of us know, knew that. So our uncle is 93 years old. He's a war vet. He's got an unbelievable memory for details in history. And he was able to share uh, some really cool information. So where Lynn lives is, I guess it used to be like a little seaside resort with little cottages. Yes. The, this was an old beach town, all beach houses. And my little house was built in 1915. And I really downsized. I went from a three-bedroom, two-bath to a two-bedroom, one-bath, 866-square-foot house with a fenced-in yard. And like you said, I can walk to the beach. I'm two blocks from the beach and five restaurants. It's really a cute little area. It's a totally cute little area. So you have a cute house. You have a portable job with a cute little office, I might add. Uh, you're not in a cedar closet. And, <laughs> and you have a blog that you have continued to write the whole time that you went through this big transition. Yeah. In the beginning, I wrote about, you know, the doom and gloom of divorce and all that. And about a year or so when it was final, then I started writing about what was happening, the good that was happening in my life. And 
it really turned around. And even the people that follow me were saying, wow, you know, it's so exciting. We're very proud of you. Um, so it's been a, a nice turn of events to write about something different than the sadness and the bad part of divorce. Yeah, that's really been fun to watch your blog grow. And, um, and you do have a little community there. So that's, it's so cute. And the other thing I want to mention is you also were able to line up a really fun side gig. Yeah, uh, everyone knows I love dogs. I love any kind of animal, but um, I love dogs. And um, I currently still have a 14-year-old shepherd mix who we adopted as a baby. So I've had her all her life and um, need a little extra side money. And I had called a pet sitting company to watch my dog one time. And I said, hmm, I can do this. So I applied for that same company and now I have a dog sitting business in my home. Since I work here full time, I have a fenced in yard. I only take one little dog at a time and it's been really great. I even now have some repeat business, which is awesome. It's so much fun. Your dog is so sweet. So she doesn't mind at all to have occasional visitors. The little dogs are lap dogs. Like my family doesn't have a big history of small dogs. We have a big history of big dogs. As you guys know, my stories of my slobbery, messy boy, Nico the Noof. Um, but none of us really had um, small dogs for most of our lives. So you now have these little visitors who like to sit on your lap most of the day when you're working away. <laughs> yeah. I chose to only... Uh, watch little dogs because I do have, you know, a medium to large dog myself and I didn't want multiple large dogs in my house. So I take little dogs and I only take one at a time, which my doggy parents love because that dog gets all the attention. Um, so also I think someday I do want a little dog. So now this is my way of sort of seeing what all these little breeds are like and I can pick one someday. <laughs> That's so fun. And the other thing is that you have a strong passion for photography and you came up with a cool idea about that too. Yeah. Uh, so I do love photography, do it for fun. And so I've been taking pictures of the dogs and I take my favorite one and print it and have it framed for when the owner comes back. And it's practically an instant sale because it's right there. It's like going to the checkout counter and buying gum. It's right there. And I, and I say, oh, just $10. And they buy it every time. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's usually on the beach too, which makes it so beautiful. Yeah, well, my concept is, you know, when you go on vacation, you take pictures. So you want a picture of your dog on vacation. And so it's really been a great little thing. In fact, the last owner picked up her dog on Monday and I had the photo right there ready to go in the frame. And I couldn't believe she said, oh my God, that looks like my dog. And I said, it is your dog. <laughs> and she goes, oh. <laughs> it was so funny. That's and of lovely. course she bought it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Probably from embarrassment, but I don't care. No, I'm sure it was a beautiful <laughs> shot. Okay, so I just want to review the timeline of this massive shift in your life. So uh, it, how many years went by since it all happened? So when did things start happening? He left me in May of 2014. To, May 2014. And when did you actually move to Rhode Island? May of 2017. 
okay, so two years of kind of being in shock. And so now it's been a year and a half since you've been there? Yeah, May was one year this year. Wow, a year and a half. So it's really a relatively short period of time to look at the massive amount of change that you've done in your life. Um, And it's so funny, your blog is called He Left now what? <laughs> and now what has become way more exciting than him leaving, which is, is just um, so great. So one of the things I've noticed um, about your, the evolution of you, because <laughs> now you're, how old are you now? 52. You're 52. If I'm 55, you are 52. You are almost 53. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, what I've noticed is that you are way stronger than you thought you were. So what other lessons did you learn from this whole experience? Well, I never knew where I'd end up and if I could ever do something like this. Going through everything I went through and coming out the other end with a positive outlook, never thought I could do it and I could do it moving, buying a house by myself, and finding new friends, having a side job. It just all falls falling into place. Yeah, it really has all fallen into place. So your job, your regular job has been there for you in its flexible, portable glory. (laughs) You are stronger than you thought, and now you understand that. Uh, now, like at first you thought, I can't believe I have to do this on my own. And now it's like, wow, I did do this on my own. Driving mm. long distances doesn't even make you flinch anymore. No. It's amazing, right? And you own your own freaking home. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. I, I mean, I don't make a lot of money, so I was, but I have very good credit. So I did get my own little house and it's very exciting that it's all mine. It's amazing. So what advice would you give other women in the middle out there who have this kind of a thing going on in their lives? Don't be scared. Um, I think that um, we're all stronger than we think, actually. And I think that um, lean on your family and friends. That's what they're there for. My family and friends were there for me for sure. And that gave me the strength to move forward and try this big new move. And everybody's been so proud and there for me anytime I need them. Absolutely. And, and what would you say about writing? Cause I can't even oh. express how negative and uh, resistant you were when I suggested <laughs> it. <laughs> writing is, has been great. So even if you don't want to do a blog, write your own private journal, write a thought a day, Keep track of what you went through and the accomplishments that you did. Everything I did was exciting. I mean, coming here was huge. I can't believe, I still can't believe I did it. (laughs) Um, And that I lived near the beach. And I never even thought that that was something important to me. But now it's like I'll never live anywhere else. Living at the beach has been, it's like a cherry on top of a beautiful ice cream sundae. Like you walk by the beach every day. Your dog loves the beach. It's amazing. And you know, that one thing that I I talk to my clients about all the time is this idea that anything's possible. 
Would you have believed that five years ago? Things were so different then. Um, but no, I, I really thought I was on a total different trajectory. And I love the new direction I went, but never expected to be here for sure. That's amazing. And I guess the final thing I wanted to say is another thing you never thought you'd have to do ever again would be get back into the dating world. And you've navigated successfully online dating. <laughs> well, you have to kiss a lot of frogs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it turns out I had to move three states away to find a really, really great guy. It's amazing. So could you give a piece of advice to other women in the middle who, who are dealing with the dating apps? I get a lot of questions about this. Be so honest. Be as truthful as you can and say what you're looking for, like a bucket list or a checklist. And if something's really important to you, like politics was important to me. <laughs> and so eventually I learned to say in my ad exactly what I was looking for, that I couldn't live with someone on the opposite side. <laughs> totally but, understand that. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what side you're on, but um, just honesty. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And how long were you in the, in the uh, dealing with the dating apps? Well, uh, I've been with him five months, so a year. There you go. There you go. Is there anything you would like to promote? Of course, we want to provide the link to your blog, He Left Now What? It's the www.heleftnowwhatblog.com. Yes. He Left Now What blog. I'll put the link in the show notes. Is there anything else? I don't know. I mean, the, the company that I pet sit with has been a really great thing to my life as well, rover.com. Even if you're not in my area, if you're vacationing in Rhode Island and you need a place to bring your dog, I'd be happy to watch them. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. I will include the link to rover.com uh, as well. So if you're ever in Rhode Island and you're traveling with your pet because the beaches are so gorgeous and you want to enjoy that kind of a thing, um, you've got a place to put your pooch. All right. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Lynn. Um, I just know that, that it, it is really compelling. You touched on so many issues that are, are so relevant and important to other women in the middle, no matter what point in the story that they might find themselves. If uh, they've been blindsided by a Facebook situation, if they are dealing with a divorce, if they are transitioning into living by themselves in a situation that's the new normal, all of it. And then the way you came through it with such... Um, pride in yourself, with pride and confidence in yourself. It's really, really amazing. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for inviting me on to tell it. Okay, take care. Thank you. I bet you can relate to the thought that Lynn kept thinking about having to do things alone now. So many women in the middle find themselves thinking that for a wide variety of reasons. She was able to accomplish way more than she ever imagined and has built up quite a bit of self-confidence as a result. Not a bad end result for anyone. If you like what you've heard, just head over to the Women in the Middle podcast on iTunes and leave me a review. Check out the show notes with more information and links 
at www.susierosenstein.com. As we're nearing the end of this week's episode, I want you to think about something. Was there something in the story that you heard today that really made you reflect about something in your own life? Maybe living near the ocean or moving to a different part of the world. Maybe these kinds of things crossed your mind. Perhaps working from home or starting a fun side gig. Moving toward new goals is a way to get excited about your life again. Sometimes it feels like an uphill battle for sure when an idea like this pops into your mind. It can be easier to close it down before you even allow yourself to fully think about what you really, really want in your life. But before you allow yourself to have it, to create it, you just totally close it down. That's the reason I've been busy putting together an amazing year-long coaching experience for you. It is called the 50 Unplugged Mastermind, and it is exactly what you're looking for when you really believe that you're older and wiser and ready to finally put your own needs on the priority list for a change. It's about celebrating opportunity like these cool new ideas that pop into your mind. It's about unplugging from the stereotypes about what you can't do because of your age and confidently focusing on what you can do regardless of how old you are. It's about possibility, growth, excitement, and freedom. How great is that? And the best part is that you get to be a part of an amazing community of women who want the same thing. So to learn more about this unique and totally fun year-long coaching experience for women, who are turning 50 or in their 50s and are committed to getting excited about their lives again, you just got to click through. You've waited long enough. It is time to celebrate opportunity in your 50 unplugged life. You don't want to let another year go by with you not doing the things that you find yourself spinning about, do you? Like seriously, ask yourself, do you wish you could actually fall in love with your life, especially now at your age? That's what I'm talking about. 50 Unplugged is about being way more intentional about your life so that you don't have regrets. Nobody else will do this for you. Learn more about this unique and totally fun experience at www.talktosusie.com. Like I said, you've waited long enough. Don't waste another minute. Just go to www.talktosusie.com. Book your 10-minute call to see if we're a good fit. It is free and no obligation. You really can create that life you've always wanted. Seriously, you really can. Now, there are limited spots and bonuses for signing up this month, so get going. I can't wait to see your name in my calendar. Let's do this, ladies, one amazing insight at a time. Thanks so much for listening. 